It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. I need a bit of tea before I get started. Okay, because this is an important moment. Oh my god, the moment is here. The Connection Concealed book. Wait, I need something more official for this. Okay, better. You are now part of the official Connection Concealed book launch. Let's press the button together, okay? Here we go. Three, two, one. Yes, it's live. You can now buy the Connection Concealed paperback and Kindle edition at Amazon. Look for it on your local Amazon website or find all the links on my website, lesbianromantic.com books. If you'd like to support the launch of the book, please leave a review on Amazon. Those really help a lot. Okay, whew. I'm super excited we got to launch this book together today. Let me, let me have another sip of tea. That was awesome. Mm. Good stuff. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 7. September 20th, 2063. Outside White Sands Army Base, New Mexico, North American Province. 10.45 a.m., Local time. Jade rechecked the coordinates. She had already checked and double-checked the planned route, the backup route, the weather report, and the pod's system status. They should reach their first destination in four and a half hours. Is there a problem? Becker asked from the back of the pod. No, Jade answered with her back to Becker. She checked the battery status of the pod again. 99% charged. Just being thorough since we're going far into the desert. I didn't think you were such a careful person, Becker commented dryly. You must have checked everything three times by now. Jade rolled her eyes. I've worked in the desert for years, she said. I know how dangerous it can be. And still, you got caught in a storm just the other day, 
Becker mumbled. Jade did turn around now. Becker was waving at her tablet to navigate through whatever she was looking at. The storm didn't take me by surprise, Jade said, even though she probably wasn't doing herself any favors by engaging with Becker. I knew I would make it back to the base in time. Except you didn't, Becker replied sarcastically, never even looking up from her screen. Jade clenched her jaw. I did, she bit back. We must have a different definition of getting back in time, then, Becker replied, tilting her head. It got us the data, Jade said, stepping closer. It was worth the risk. Becker looked up now. It hasn't brought us much insight so far, has it? She said seriously. It's being analyzed. Scientists worldwide are studying it, and that should bring clarity fast, Jade said, somewhat cocky. So you got a hold of your superior? The team is looking into it? Becker asked, her eyes intense. Jade hesitated. She had sent all of her findings to her boss, but she hadn't gotten a reply. She doubted she would anytime soon. She was hoping Denise would hurry up and send her an update on her findings. The problem was that Denise should have gotten back to her already. She had promised to go recheck two measurement stations yesterday afternoon, after all. But Jade hadn't heard from her yet, even after sending her co-workers several reminders. Well, Becker insisted. I shared my findings with my superior, yes, Jade said truthfully. And? Michelle probed impatiently. She'll get back to me soon, Jade said, tucking her hand in her pocket. I should probably read my messages. She might already have. Becker corked an eyebrow. Jade ignored her unwanted companion's smug expression and sat on the other bench. She'd have preferred to sit further away still, but this was the only other spot where you could sit in this pod other than in the driver's seat. She grabbed her own tablet, intent on avoiding Becker's gaze. Jade navigated to her inbox and pursed her lips. The only new message was a random newsletter about the air quality in cities of the Southern Hemisphere. After a few moments, Jade glanced up. Her cheeks reddened when she saw that Becker's gaze was still fixed on her. She hated how her cheeks always gave her away. Just thinking about it was making her blush even more. Why are you out in the desert so often? Becker asked, sounding a bit friendlier all of a sudden. Jade looked up, suspicious. It's my job? I explained all this earlier. It's not your job to stay in the desert overnight, Michelle replied, putting her tablet on her knees and crossing her arms. So why do you keep insisting on camping out there? I like it, Jade answered, a little too truthfully. I mean, she quickly added, it's much more efficient to stay out there. That way, I can visit several measurement stations in 24 hours. Going back and forth to the base is a waste of time. Going back and forth is the safest option, Becker said in a lecturing tone. But maybe you think security and safety are a waste of time, too? Jade felt her temper flare. She had sworn to herself that she wouldn't let that happen again. But it was hard not to yell at Becker. Jade drew in a deep breath before speaking. Safety is very important to me. It's the only way to survive here. Becker nodded slowly. 
I guess credit to you for surviving out here despite your recklessness. I am never reckless, Jade snapped. Becker could accuse her of many things, some of which might be true, but Jade knew that she was never reckless in the desert. She might take a risk here and there, but it was always a calculated one. You must be thrilled I'm finally letting you go on your field trip, Becker continued, the smug expression back on her face. Jade tilted her head. Was Becker trying to provoke her? Well, Jade wouldn't let her. It was true that some part of her was indeed extremely excited to be going this far into the desert. She could admit that. I'm excited about seeing what's out there, yes, but I'm also just doing my job, Jade replied. Sure, Becker chuckled. She pointed at her tablet. I better get back to my job, too, then. September 20th, 2063. Region 5 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province. 12.15 p.m. local time. Michelle stared at her tablet, pretending to read. She wanted Turner to think that she was busy. She was, in a way. Michelle hadn't heard from Garcia yet, and this worried her. She was checking her inbox every minute or so. But her main focus was Turner. She needed the scientist to open up to her. She had even come up with a plan for that. Michelle would fake interest and gain Turner's trust. In other words, she would be nicer. Much nicer. The only problem was that that was pretty hard. Michelle really was struggling. Something about Turner made her want to taunt or humiliate her every chance she got. She just couldn't help herself. Michelle glanced up. Turner sat with her legs up on the bench, her tablet resting on her knees. Neither had said a word in the last hour and a half. There were only two more hours to go until they reached the first measurement station. I should try again, Michelle thought. I don't have much time left. Her eyes fell on Turner's hand. Michelle was surprised to spot a golden wedding band on her index finger. She hadn't read anything about Turner being married. She was pretty sure it should be listed in her file if she was. Why can't anyone do their job properly? Michelle thought, annoyed. She quickly navigated to Turner's file to double-check. Michelle scrolled through the file until she found the marital status title. There was no partner listed. Michelle pursed her lips. Why would Turner wear a wedding band unless she was married? Maybe she wants to look married, but isn't, Michelle thought. In any other situation, she would have requested a new background check on the scientist. She didn't want to do that in writing now, though, and there was no other discreet way for her to communicate with the security team while she was with Turner. Suddenly, a notification came in. Michelle saw that Garcia had finally sent her a message. It had an extra layer of encryption, just as Michelle had requested. She raised her arm so she could let the watch scan her eye. What if I asked Garcia to run some extra background on Turner? She suddenly wondered. 
Michelle could send him an encrypted message that deleted itself after it was read. There would be no trace of her putting in the request. Michelle debated for a moment, glancing up at Turner. But Turner was looking back at her. Michelle quickly averted her gaze, feeling a blush creep up her neck. She hated getting caught. But maybe, she realized, she actually had caught Turner staring at her. A smile tugged at the corner of Michelle's lips. She quickly suppressed it by reminding herself of who and what Turner was. A threat. Someone who disrespected everything Michelle was about. Just like Louise. Michelle's breath caught. Wait, why was she comparing Turner to Louise? Louise had been the biggest mistake of her life. Michelle hated thinking about her. She hated everything about her ex. Louise had always been lazy. She'd never had the discipline to truly make it in the army. She lacked ambition and vision. She'd been more interested in comic books and enjoying life. Looking back, Michelle realized that Louise had ridden on her coattails until she had kicked Louise off. And she should have done so a lot sooner. She had no idea why she had ever been in a relationship with Louise in the first place. Because you like trouble, a voice from deep inside Michelle said. You're attracted to it. This sudden thought shook Michelle. The blush crept further up. Michelle swallowed hard and stared at the screen, trying to push down the rush of emotions that suddenly came over her. How could her own mind and body betray her so? Are you all right? Turner asked. I'm fine, Michelle bit back. You look like you're not feeling well, Turner tried again. I am fine, Michelle insisted angrily. All right, Turner said, raising her hands. Michelle nodded at her tablet. Someone fucked up again. She knew this wasn't a good look even if someone had fucked up badly. As the base commander, she was supposed to stay calm under all circumstances. People shouldn't get under her skin. She wasn't like Louise. She wasn't like Turner. Thankfully, Turner kept her mouth shut now. Michelle purposefully did not look up to see what Turner was doing, even though she was curious. She needed to divert her attention to the tasks at hand. Michelle's eyes struggled to focus on the screen. Her skin tingled when she read what Garcia had written. The stakes had just gotten a whole lot higher, and Michelle knew she was playing with fire. Again. This was part seven of Connection Revealed. If you're a fan of the story and would like to get your hands on the next episode a little early, consider becoming a patron. You'll get early access and all sorts of other perks. Access to the upcoming 12 Days of Romance, for example. I've been busy writing 12 extra scenes and I will release the first on December 13th. After that, you can read an extra scene every day until Christmas Eve. It's time to thank my wonderful patrons. Let's do the shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm not actually going to shout every name. That would be way too much echo. 
<laughs> I'm a bit goofy because of the book launch. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, Chicken Nipples. Thank you, Delisa. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Marie-Hélène. Thank you, Ariana, The Dash, Emily, Matthias, Brie, Valerie, and Carla. Merci, Sven, Kat, L, Heidi, Ricky, Lori, Bob. Charlie is a good boy. Jay and Bella. Super merci, Trinda, Reed, Nairi, Kira, Isa, Shelly, Carissa, Hope, and Sihem. Let me know if I pronounce that correctly, okay? That goes for everyone. If I pronounce your name or nickname incorrectly, let me know because I want to do this right. Thank you, John. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you, Laura, Mackenzie, Fawn, Patricia, Donna, Johannes, Belinda, and Jamie. Thank you so much, Jenny, Zadist, Sydney, Sydney. Oh, two Sydneys. Sydney and Sydney. XX Blue Hoodie, XX, Greta, A, Charlotte, Jasmine, Grizel, Juicebray, Helene, and Anne. Thank you, Sarah, Kenneth, Denisa, Daisy, Rosie, and Sheen Ariel. Merci, Melisandre, Madison, Rhonda, Stacy, Becky, PB, Sandy, and Anto. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Ray, Antonia, and Sandy. All right. I'm actually off for a couple of days now. Um, I'm going to Lisbon. I've never been there before, and I'm excited. Not so much about the plane flight. Did I ever tell you I really hate flying? It scares me, but I hope it'll be worth it. And uh, yeah, the schedule won't change. Thank you so much for spending time with me, and I'll see you soon.